Wonderful as you And every prayer 
if they're poor. No, not much. We slave and slave and still have nothing. Oh, it's not that bad. We have a few things. I've got that saber that was made in Damascus that's quite valuable, and you have the gold piece that your uncle gave you. That's worth a great deal, and we have our oxen. Don't quibble. I weave and weave, and all our garments grow old and ragged. You're exaggerating again, dear. Remember that handsome coat I bought just last week? It's a beauty, and your new... Oh, get along with you, and get your plowing, or we will have nothing. Oh, whoa there. Whoa. That must be a buried rock. I'll have to dig it out. What a treasure! There must be thousands of... Oh, what will I do? Uh, I'll cover it up again. Hide it. Now, let's see. According to law, any treasure belongs to the owner of the land. But this land belongs to the Federation. They've owned it for years. Oh, that treasure was buried years and years ago, judging by the looks of that chest... And by the inscription on the side of the coins. No telling who buried it there. I wonder. I wonder if I could get enough together to buy this field. Uh, I'm going to try it. That you, Jason? What are you doing home this time of day? And what are you doing with that saber? I'll tell you later. Jason, what are you doing? You have your old clothes on, but you're carrying your new coat. Jason? Jason, where are you going? Now what on earth can he be doing? Good morning, dear wife. Beautiful morning, isn't it? 
Is it? I hadn't noticed. Fix me a lunch, will you, Martha? Good. Have you decided to work through the heat of the day to make up for the time you lost yesterday doing who knows what? No, dear. I'm going to sell the oxen, and it may take me quite a while. I want to get as much for them as I can. Sell the oxen? Jason, have you lost your mind? You're acting like a madman. You can't sell the oxen. How on earth would you make a living if you got rid of them? Now, Martha, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. What on earth is happening? Sell the oxen. And yesterday, do you suppose he sold that saber and his new coat? Well, wife, I have almost enough now. With your gold piece, we can do it. Uh, where is your gold piece, Martha? Jason, I insist you tell me what's going on. Did you sell the oxen? Yes. And your saber? Yes. Not your new coat, too? Y yes. <laughs> oh, you are mad. Oh, what will I do? Oh, give me the gold piece. Then I'll have enough to buy the West Field. I'll not do it. What good will it do you to own that field when you have no oxen with which to plow it? You'll never get my gold piece. Give me the gold piece. Here, take it. I can't understand you, Jason. You've never been like this. Oh, what's going to happen to us? Martha! Martha, we're rich! We're rich, Martha! Oh, you poor man, you have gone mad. No, 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 truly, we are rich. The West Field is ours. Here are the papers to prove it. But no oxen to plow it. No money for seed, no... Come, let me show you something. Oh, my dear... Lost your mind? Oh, why didn't you tell me? I couldn't take any chances of the secret getting out. But, Martha, it took every cent we had to buy this land. Yes, every penny, but well worth it. Oh, what a treasure! Likewise, those who have heard truth and believe will in faith give up worldly pleasures for an eternity of happiness. Jesus spake this parable unto the multitude. Again, Jesus spake a parable. Greetings, sir. I hear that you seek pearls. You have some? Two very valuable ones. May I see them? Of course. Well? Mm, good pearls, yes, but not what I want. They are valuable. They have value, yes, but I desire unusual pearls of great value and price. Mm, I think I have just what you want. Here, look upon this. Oh, why did you not show me this one before? It is of such great value that I did not think you could buy it. It is just what I seek. I will buy it. I must have it. The merchant sold all that he had and bought the pearl of great value. Likewise shall he do who has found the priceless way to God's kingdom. Again Jesus spake unto the multitude a parable. Well, the catch is going to be rather good tonight. Seems like it. The way the net is filling up. Night's perfect for fishing. Nothing is perfect. Well, shall we pull up the net and see if it be full? I doubt if it is. 
But we'll look. Mm, no, it's not yet full. Shall we gather these in and lower the net until it is full? Lower it and wait until the net be filled. The night endeth, day breaketh forth. <laughs> you suddenly become a poet? <laughs> no, I'm just happy. It has been a good night. Our net is filled to overflowing. Dawn is here. Time to go ashore and sort our fish. You know, there are many kinds of fish in the net. Yes. It will take much sorting to separate the good from the bad. And Jesus spake these words unto his disciples. And they sat down and gathered the good fish into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Yes, this is the life. A warm spring evening, sitting on the porch, hanging out with my beautiful granddaughter, Mariam. Oh, Grandma, I'm not beautiful. I look like a sheep. A sheep? Who told you that? Alexi Parrish, a guy at school. Oh, yes, Alexi. Didn't you once say he dyed his hair green? That's him. Then you would certainly want to value his opinion on what's beautiful and what's not. <laughs> I see what you mean. But I wish I looked different. What would you change? Oh, my nose, my ears, my eyes. Basically everything from the hair down. Let me ask you a question, Mariam. All those movie stars you see in the magazines, do you like the way they look? Sure, they're beautiful. 
then why are they always having painful and expensive operations to change the way they look? Why are they spending thousands and thousands of dollars to shorten their noses, lengthen their chins, tuck their tummies, stretch their necks, or fatten their lips? If they're so beautiful, why do they keep trying to change? That doesn't make much sense. What makes sense is to just sit back and be satisfied with the way God made you. Stay healthy and strong, but try to look like a movie star? <laughs> That's just silly because they don't even like the way they look. By the way, I happen to know why they go through all those operations. You do? Yes. Every one of them wants to look like my granddaughter, Mariam. Oh, Grandma. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4, 6. Prayer for a What? by Vera Lee Wiggins. Mom, come quick! Bill just ran over Thor! Hurry! Perry almost tripped over the coffee table as she bolted through the front door. Breathless and frightened, she could hardly get the words out. Mom dropped her dishcloth on the counter and raced out the door behind Perry. There, Thor lay on his side, flat on the ground. The treasured family pet, a beautiful Seal Point Siamese cat. Fifteen-year-old Bill was on his hands and knees looking sorrowfully at his little friend. He had been backing the pickup into position to hook up the camping trailer for the church campout when the accident had happened. Mom, he's still breathing. What can we do? Bill asked. Get a cardboard box. We'll have to take him to the vet, Mom said as matter-of-factly as she could, trying to keep everyone calm. Bill had the box almost before Mom finished asking for it. He took off his shirt and put it in the box for Thor to lie on. Mom, Bill, and 12-year-old Perry carefully slid their hands under the soft little body and ever so gently lifted the cat into the box. You drive, Mom, Bill said through clenched teeth. I'm never going to drive again. He climbed into the passenger seat with the precious box cradled carefully on his lap. No one spoke for a while. Then Perry wiped her eyes and nose on her sleeve as she leaned forward. Mom, it wasn't Bill's fault, she whispered. He was backing up slowly, and Thor dashed out from behind the rose bush into the path of the back wheel. She started sniffling again. Mom reached her hand back and patted Perry. I know, sweetie, it's just one of those things. The twelve miles to the vet seemed to go on forever, but they finally arrived. Everyone jumped out of the car with Bill carefully carrying his small load. When the receptionist saw the cat, she took them right into the examining room. The doctor examined Thor thoroughly and took several x-rays before he turned to the anxious family. Your cat is pretty thoroughly crushed, he said sympathetically. He has internal injuries and many broken bones. His chances are minimal, but if you want me to try, I'll do what I can. Right now, I can only treat him for shock. 
Please do what you can, doctor. We love him dearly, mom replied. As they drove back home, no one said a word, but at least the trip seemed a lot shorter. A few minutes after they got home, dad's car crunched over the gravel driveway, his car door slammed, and then they heard dad's jolly voice calling, Hello, where is everyone? Are we all ready to go? As dad walked into the living room, Perry threw herself into his arms and cried, Daddy, Thor is hurt really, really bad. He's at the vet's and he may die. She buried her face in his shoulder and sobbed. Dad looked at mom with a question in his eyes. Mom told him the details. Should we still go on the outing, mom asked him. It would keep the kids' minds busy over the weekend. No, we can't go anywhere. We have to stay right here where we can know how Thor is, Perry cried. Bill emphatically agreed. Okay, kids, you win, Dad said. We'll stay home. The whole family pitched in and made potato soup for supper, but no one felt like eating. It's nearly sundown, Dad called soon after the dishes were finished. Let's have worship. As the family collected their Bibles and settled down, Perry asked, Mom, can we pray for Thor? Don't you think Jesus loves little cats too? Mom looked at Dad, and Dad looked at Mom. They knew Thor was very near death. I'll tell you what, Dad answered thoughtfully. Let's see if we can find anything in the Bible to help us decide if we should pray for our kitty. So they started searching the Bible using the concordance. They sat around the table, all working together. After an hour and a half, they sat back in their chairs as Dad summed up their findings. Well, we haven't found a text that says, pray for your pets, but we did find one that said he sees a sparrow fall, and several that said if we pray with faith, he will give us what we ask, and some that said he likes to give us good gifts just as we like to give our children good things. Let's pray for Thor, Bill said eagerly. Everyone knelt and prayed sincere, heartfelt prayers for their little cat. After praying, Dad said, let's read a book together. It will make the time go by. Go upstairs and find a book that looks interesting. After a short search, Bill and Perry came back with William and his twenty-two. Bill handed it to Mom as he said, it's not a gun, Mom. He had twenty-two kids. Can you believe it? They started reading, taking turns, each reading a page at a time. After Perry finished her page, she closed the book and asked, Can we pray for Thor again? They prayed again, each and every one. Then Dad yawned and said, I think we should go to bed. There's nothing we can do for Thor, and we won't hear anything from the vet tonight. The night passed, and everyone was up bright and early. After breakfast, Bill said, Call the vet, Mom. Maybe he knows something by now. He dialed the number and handed the phone to her. Hello, this is Kirsten Peters. We are wondering about Thor. Yes, Mrs. Peters, I'm sorry to say your cat isn't responding. I think you should prepare your children for the inevitable. Mom said goodbye, then turned to the family and gently said, I'm sorry, he's no better, but I think we should start getting ready for church. Please don't make me go. I don't want to be with anyone. Let's pray, please, Perry pleaded. Another earnest prayer session left everyone reaching for tissues. Okay, let's read some more about William's 22 children, Dad said as he opened the book. They read for two hours, went for a walk in the woods, prayed, ate lunch, and prayed again. Then they went through the same process all over again. That evening, after sundown worship, the children insisted Mom call the vet. 
After she hung up, she smiled wanly and reported, No change. No one mentioned TV that Saturday night. They continued reading and praying until bedtime. Early in the morning, Mom called the vet again. When she hung up, she had tears in her eyes as she said, He isn't doing well. We shouldn't be hopeful. Perry was on her knees as soon as Mom finished. She looked at her family and stated firmly, The Bible tells us if we ask, believing, God will give us what we ask. It also says He wants to give us good gifts. It also says He made the animals for us. Well, I believe, so come on. Everyone prayed again, and then Dad assigned some chores. Bill would vacuum the floors, and Perry would do the dishes. After the jobs were done, Bill and Perry wanted to read again, so the family read, prayed, ate, and walked, exactly as they had done on Sabbath. They finished the book at 2.30, and Bill said, The Bible says we have to have faith, Dad. I'm worried about our faith. Let's pray one more time, and this time let's pray believing. A few minutes before 3 o'clock, the phone rang. Mom answered as the rest gathered around, listening fearfully. Hello, she said almost in a whisper. Hello, Mrs. Peters. This is Dr. Grimes. Have I got news for you? I checked Thor at noon, and he seemed so much improved I could hardly believe it. I decided I'd better try to set some of his bones, so I took another series of x-rays, and I couldn't find a single broken bone. I can't explain it. I've never made an error like this before. All I can find wrong with him now are severe bruises over most of his body. You may as well come and pick him up. Suddenly, Mom was crying so hard she could hardly speak. Oh, Dr. Grimes, you didn't make a mistake. I'll explain it when we come. When Mom hung up the phone, she sank into a chair and covered her eyes and sobbed. What, Mom? Tell us, Mom, Perry begged. Mom looked up through her tears, laughing and crying at the same time she said, He's okay. We can go get him right now. He's all well. I really don't believe it. Honey, I think the kids really taught us a lesson about faith, Dad laughed as he hugged everybody. I think we all learned some things in the last couple of days. And what's more, we've never been so close as a family, Bill said. I think we have one more prayer to pray, don't you? They all went down on their knees for a joyful, happy, thank you, we love you prayer. When they got up, Bill had the last word. A horrible accident helped us realize some terrific blessings. Okay, guys, let's go get Thor. He patted his billfold, holding his learner's permit. May I drive, Dad? The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things.
they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.